<laughs> what? Huh? What? Give me a cake now, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 49 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Let them know what's going on on this podcast. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the polar vortex of sports knowledge, most <laughs> awesome. I knew you were coming with a polar oh, vortex. Yeah, you knew comments. that. Oh, oh, you can see that coming. I'm, I'm getting predictable in episode right, 49. No, 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 not predictable. It was still, I was like, I knew I knew the area it was going to be in. I was maybe expecting uh, the only thing colder than his his sports stats are the polar vortex or something to that effect. Oh, now, right? now you're, now you're rewriting me. Perfect. Okay, you knew where I was coming exactly. from, and you also bumped it up a little bit. Well, I can't <laughs> help it, brother. Like, I don't. Like I said, I keep saying it. I don't want to be one of those pods that actually talk about fucking weather, but it is. I don't own gloves, and it's like, it's a mistake. I need some MAB gloves. You know what? Ooh. If you can email me some gloves at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com, you get whatever you want on this episode. Official licensed gloves. Isotoners, where are you at, B? <laughs> uh, we have Sponsor a of the pod. jammed packed episode 49. We're doing Riff from the Headlines. We're doing Bye Bye Brow. We're going to jump into the inbox. <laughs> going to talk a little college hoops. Going to do MAB on the street. A little Super Bowl treat for you guys. Coming live from Most Awesome and myself. Doing a little Mav Degrees of Separation. Ooh, a fan favorite. It's back. Mm. Going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking best drinking games of all time. And we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour of power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, brother, uh, ripped from the headlines. Bye, bye, bro. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? We are talking about that because the Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, probably the one of the worst team names of all of the sports franchises. Yeah? Yeah. Can we, can we just call him out on that? 100%, yeah. Uh, 100%. He, they, he has said he does not. He doesn't want to play for the Pelicans anymore. Uh, he wants to be detrated. Uh, Rich Paul, his agent, has come out there and said basically, um, if you trade him, it's going to be uh, anybody other than the Lakers. He's not going to resign with. Mm. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about some scenarios and who we think it's going to, how it's going to play out. Okay, so two quick breakdowns. Let's uh, take it from the top down right here. Sure. Uh, so Davis, the agent, did come on. He was just like told ESPN that um, – or Rich Paul, sorry, uh, for Davis. Came on yep. ESPN and was just like, yeah, he wants to be traded. I didn't realize that stat about he was just like Lakers or bust. But he did get – unlike the NFL, like you can't request a trade. So there was a 50K fine that went uh, Davis's way for his himself or representation requesting a trade out loud. He was going to get fined. 
What I do yeah, like about they, this, go ahead, brother. What are you the, thinking? The reason for the reason for that is yeah. is for that little kind of if he gets traded, he's probably not resigning with you. So there's a little uh, little stuff out there. He knew he was going to take the 50k hit on it, but he just wanted to kind of. Uh, you know, lay his groundwork now so teams that are trying to make plays for him know what they're getting into. Well, also, this is like, this is kind of, I think if you look at this on paper, you're just like, oh, like, what a diva, just like, trade me, I don't want to be here. But it's not like a like a Carmelo Anthony situation. He's actually trying to, like, for both parties involved, this is best situation if he's just like, hey, I'm going to take off. That way the Pelicans might be able to recoup some value as opposed to just him walking as a free agent. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got a he's got a, a player option in the 2020-21 season, so he's really got like a year and a half left on his deal. So he's he's trying to force the Pelicans' hand now by saying he's not going to resign with them. He's not going to sign a max deal. And if you trade me anywhere, basically other than the Lakers, there's probably a better average shot that I'm going to just walk to them anyways when when my player option is up. And so they're quote, so this yeah go ahead brother. I was going to say this really kind of hamstrings the Pelicans and and their their ability to kind of venture out and shoot for the best best deal. Yeah. Their official team quote was uh, although we're disappointed the decision our organization's top priority is to bring an NBA championship to our city uh, relative to the specific talks of a trade we will do this on our timeline, one that makes sense right. for our team and will not be dictated by those outside of our organization. Do they really just stubborn and dig their feet in and get no trade value after they know he's going to walk in a year and a half well that's the thing is is they what they're trying to do is they're trying to bide their time i think the other contender that is potentially out there is the boston celtics right. now due to a weird little cap Ooh, wrinkle ask me what that's called what's it called the rose rule baby that's right. I did my homework. I'm going to impress you. So I'm showing off a little bit. Look at me Basically, the gist of it is, is it surrounds Kyrie Irving. Um, basically, him being on the roster does not allow for the Celtics to make a push for uh, uh, Anthony Davis in this upcoming trade deadline, which is February 7th, when you guys are listening to this at 3 p.m. But... Uh, after June 1st, Kyrie can opt out of his out of his deal with the Celtics, and then they can push their chips in for the Davis trade after June 1st. Other than that, there's very few teams that the Lakers and the Pelicans or that the Pelicans can kind of move Anthony Davis to. Um, our our joie de Vivek, Sacramento Kings are out there, but mm. I doubt I doubt that that would even work or fly because. Uh, Given Anthony Davis's experience with Boogie Cousins a couple years ago and his experience with uh, Sacramento, I doubt that uh, they're going to make a push or play for him. So that Rose rule is basically it's if it's a number one overall pick and you traded for them, you can only have one of those at a time. Right. Okay, got it. Okay, uh, so I'll throw down this real fast. Uh, like most awesome said, I'll just hit it again. The trade deadline for this season is coming up Thursday, February 7th. Uh, the odds right now, and these were odds before, and I know we'll have to dive into this a little bit, the uh, New mm. York Knicks trade that just went down. Oh, uh, yeah. Hours ago. This shakes it up a bit. It shakes it up. It shakes it up. Uh, the odds were right before that trade, uh, Lakers minus 125, Celtics plus 150. There's a big drop-off. Pelicans plus 600. Knicks plus 850, 76ers plus 850, and that's for where will Anthony Davis tip off the ball for the 2019 season? 
Interesting, B. Interesting. Um, and that's the thing is, is so Dell Demps, I think, is some of those quotes that you read. Dell Demps is the uh, GM for the Pelicans, has basically said he's not going to give the Lakers Anthony Davis with a year plus left on his contract. I mean, he's just kind of dug his feet. That's the whole thing about timeline, and we're going to do it on our timeline. So it, it, it's it's one of those things we're going to see a little bit of a game of chicken between Davis and Dell Demps and say, like, maybe he just starts – sitting out maybe he pulls a Le'Veon bell and just decides well you know what? i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit out yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna play anymore um so it's interesting that they have that for the 2019 season if i was a betting man i would i would probably put money on that celtics just because i think the celtics. after june the celtics yeah after june 1st i think that they have the most uh salaries to make it work on a straight up deal and here's the other thing on the the other little hindrance of this deal too is is the regular season roster cap is 15 players, which the Pelicans are at. So you can't have more than 15 players on your roster. Mm-hmm. So for the Lakers and the and given the salary cap structure of the Lakers and the Pelicans, the Lakers, I was kind of playing with the trade machine on ESPN uh, this afternoon, trying to see what would work. They really need to bring in a third team, I think, to really yeah. if they were to get it done. Well, because you can't do like done. a three for one or whatever, and to get that value that you need that doesn't involve trades, you just don't have the bench slots or the actual like slots on your roster to fill. Exactly, and even if they did have that, the salaries that they'd have to—I mean, they'd almost have to put four guys, uh, the Lakers, to do a straight up trade with the Pelicans. Would basically have to put up four guys, and that would be. In some variation of a theme, Brandon uh, Ingram, mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and then uh, probably Rondo or uh, Michael Beasley to get to that because Anthony Davis's salary, they have to get within a certain percentage of that salary. His salary for this year is, is $25.4 million this year. So they, they And the Lakers are over the cap, so they can't go exceedingly over the cap to bring somebody on. Um, this is why the Sacramento Kings are under the cap, have a lot of flexibility, and could be a dark, dark, dark horse to, to get them. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So it's our fucking podcast. Let's walk down this road a little bit. Why are you putting the Celtics yeah. in the driver's seat to make this happen? Tell me where Kyrie Irving ends up. Tell me how these dominoes fall. Sure. So I think it's this way because more so than anything, I think it's Del Demps. I think Del Demps is not going to trade him to the Lakers. He's he's him and Rob Palinka, uh, the GM for the Lakers, have had kind of a, a little bit of an interesting you know history together and uh, have had some kind of stubborn moments in their in their trading negotiations. So I just don't think he's going to gift them um, a a potential we talked about it in our top five in five years player yeah. uh, anthony davis and when we had uh the brow baby the brow fleming, the brow the brow when we had tom fleming on talking about mvp candidates right i mean mm-hmm. we're, they're not just going to gift that over to him just because they can and they're probably not going to get the best deal now if they go with the celtics if they wait Kyrie can opt out of his deal which they would think that he would do if he knew that they were going to do a, a, a trade for Anthony Davis. Where's he going? So he wouldn't go anywhere. I think he opts out to then allow them the flexibility and then re-signs with the Celtics. Got it. So why is that so, Rose rule no longer in play? Because he, he re-signed. Oh, it's, not, it's not a trade yeah. contract. It's a fresh right. team contract. Got yeah, exactly. So that's so that's the thing. Is, is that's the little Don't yell at me. Little, I'm just trying to learn, brother. I'm just trying to learn. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, well, this is the, the the 
the NFL and the NBA have gone increasingly complex. It almost feels like uh, a certain fantasy football league that shall not be named. Uh, be named. And all the complexities and, and everyone just <laughs> trying to, to game the system here. Yeah. Um, so you have to have all these little wrinkles and rules. Um, but I personally love it. I, we've talked about this. This is why, and we can get into the the, the Knicks and the Mavs deal because um, that the Lakers, you know, I said that they had to bring in a third team. I, I'm going all over the place here. Yes. The Lakers third team, Lonzo Ball said either would be the Knicks or the Bulls. Now with this Knicks trade, I don't see that happening. I don't see them wanting to make a push. But this is what I was trying to say is, is this is one of those exciting moments in the NBA because we have these players that can kind of control their own destiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really it's really exciting to kind of see. It seems like there's enough talent even more than, you know, seven, eight years ago when, quote unquote, like first super team or whatever, when they all went down to LeBron and, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade and they were all down sure. there in Miami. And it was, now there's enough talent to go around to where like these two, three player combinations are super interesting. And real fast, like uh, there's a little bet right now. Like I checked. I wanted to look at. Lakers odds to win the championship this year, and it's plus eighteen hundred. Whoa! Your boy, Brandana, gambling man extraordinaire. I'm thinking about putting just a couple hundy on it. Let's say that trade does happen. Let's say he's just yeah. like fuck it, like hold my feet to the fire, get the fuck out of here. You don't want to be here. We don't want you here. Go, go, whatever makes you happy. They make that mega trade, and it's just like, you know. Don't overestimate LeBron. Like, he's not quite on the way down yet. And then just get, like, mm-hmm. a read, like, energized, like, brow who's ready to play ball on his new team. I don't know, brother. I know, it ta- I know like, basketball, it always takes a little bit longer for that chemistry to come together than you think it will, no matter how talented the squads are. But I could definitely see them making, like, a little bit of a dent in a run. Right. And that's the thing is, is I they would have to bring that third team in there. So... Now with the Knicks making that trade, Lonzo Ball said he wanted to go to either the Knicks or the Bulls because him, Ingram, and Kuzma's name have all been surrounding in there. So maybe they keep um, they, they keep Ball, but uh, you know, trading Ingram and Kuzma means you've got to you've got to find some other other salary to get in there. So that's like Rajon Rondo that you've got to get in there. You've got to get some other salaries to match up to get that. And I I'm I'm very interested to see where that third team comes in who wants to play ball to help facilitate this yeah okay we'll wrap this up real fast uh, i guess kind of my last question is lonzo ball does he get a say in where he ends up he doesn't but but he's in his second year of a second year oh drink everyone i believe he's in the second year of a four-year deal yeah so the two year it's a uh, two years are guaranteed as a first round pick and then he's got basically like two player options so or uh, excuse me two team options and then he could decide so he could basically say you know it's going to be a real short-term thing uh for him you know if you if you trade for me and i can just sign wherever um going to the bulls i think is the knicks or the bulls i think it's one of those interesting plays for uh that marketing that that big size market you Brother, know? i'm so proud of you in this cold weather you fucking once again murdered rip from the headlines man just bring in all that knowledge brother do you want to do you want to also talk real quick Ooh, i love I this do. because you, i have one more say? question who do you think who do you think what, oh is this is regarding the knicks uh it's not it's to close out the close out the segment so you ask your question okay then I'll close it out. so who's your so who did you say your dark horse candidate for durant was 
uh, a couple pods ago, Brandana. I said the Knicks, brother. Champ. Didn't I say the Knicks? You did say the Knicks. You did say the Knicks. Yes. Look at Am I looking this. like a Look genius? You're looking like a genius. So today's Perfect. trade, as we're recording this on Thursday, today's trade for the Knicks, uh, basically they gave up uh, Porzingis, Christophe Porzingis, um, and and got back uh, DeAndre Jordan. Um, who's he? I can't remember. Wesley Matthews, and there's a third other piece to it. Uh, the trade today. Oh yeah, it was uh, Courtney Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway went to the. Oh yeah, to that the, way. Yeah. And anyways, so they have two buyout. They basically the way it's all going to shell out is after the end of this season, the Knicks are going to have seventy four point five million dollars in salary cap heading into free agency. Kevin Durant, player option, heading into, into this year. That's basically two max deals, bro. Mm. Mm, That's mm, two mm. max players you could go out there and get. And probably the biggest one, one Kevin Durant. Okay, D-Bay, he's ready. Oh, man, am I going to be able to trounce through this negative four-degree weather and go see my boy KD <laughs> play? Do it. Tattoo a line on his uh, chest? Gamer. Uh, all right, rip from the headlines. Uh, we smashed that segment. Next, it may be inbox. Um, we got one from our MVP emailer. Um, what about some college b-ball discussion? All right, fair enough. I love it. Uh, yeah, call us out a little bit. Uh, we do get a little, and we try not to. My boy, most awesome, try to bring you back from the ledge. You know, I like to talk that NFL, gamble that football. It's about to come to a close. One game mm-hmm. left. It is exciting, mm-hmm. though. One game left, and talking talking college basketball means... We're coming up on our year anniversary, bro. Yes, it is. That? 50 tutor. All right, well, we're not going to toot our own horns or toot our own air horns. Look at that. Um, Turn okay, of phrase so- is getting better with 52 of these. <laughs> he has uh, three questions. Uh, I think it's like five. I just picked some some of my favorites to shout out to you. I uh, heard a funny okay. rumor that UCLA is going to hire Obama as a head coach. I uh, heard, heard a funny rumor. Was it like, I don't was it a far side cartoon? Like, I don't like how, like, is this... No right. way this happens. Was it from your what next door neighbor? Yeah, what yeah. is this? Um, this is great. I love I love this this wonderful rumor. First off, Obama would be the like the ultimate recruiter, right? I mean, like if he was yes. to yeah, yeah. sit on the on the sideline, right. like there's no better. The logistics would be nuts. I just thought about that. Like Secret Service Security, yeah. out the wazoo. Yeah, you know. Because you get Secret mean? Service like, for life, right? Yeah, they get yeah. yeah, former presidents get Secret Service for life. So just getting around for UCLA would be nuts. Now Little little fun fact, you know, uh, his wife Michelle Obama, her brother Craig Robinson, uh, is involved in basketball. Used to be the head coach at Oregon State, uh, basically 08 to 2014. Oh, Craig Robinson, you almost blew my mind. Not Craig Robinson from like The Office. Yes, no, not, yeah. Oh no, no the same guy. guy. No, 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 that same guy. No, it's not that same guy. No, no it's not that same guy. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I saw that guy at a bar one. Like, no way. Didn't, he didn't have the first lady's my sister vibe to him. Although uh, that Craig Robinson, the guy from uh, the Office, you know what college he went to? Oh my God, Southern, Southern Illinois, bros. You know what? I did bring it up, so Saluki. we're gonna count it. Ma has it. Put that on MA your put that it. on your spreadsheet. Put that on the Boom. tally. Um, um, all right. So is uh, next question is zion worth dumping for i'm gonna jump in here right fast i looked up yeah. the stats i am catching up on my college b-ball i said that uh 17th in scoring 40th in rebounds uh i don't know i thought college like like amazed players were just kind of is this dominant this I, i'm just not i, I mean duke like I, I don't think anyone thought they're gonna run the table but i know they like like 
two or three, maybe like surprising that they shouldn't have lost. Like, I, I don't, is he a disappointment might be strong, but is this like the guy you have to have is like the best draft since LeBron? I don't know about the best draft since LeBron, but I think he's the most intriguing, like unique prospect that the, is out there. And, and maybe, maybe since LeBron, I mean, just physically just beyond gifted and just looking to put those that, that on the court and structure something around it. I mean, he could be a, legit wrecking ball in there um is he going to be the number one overall pick he's probably pretty close there right now with his his play on duke he is high you know he is far and away the most hyped player on duke you've got cam reddish and rj barrett there too probably rj barrett's the next one uh that could probably go number one but um is he worth it yeah i'd say so I mean, he's he's just like a, a he's a unicorn in terms of athleticism and just what he can do on the court. And he showed that he's not. That's the thing in in when he came from high school to college is they were worried about that he's just going to be a dunker. Well, he's yeah. not just a dunker. He averages almost ten ten boards a game, two and a half assists a game, uh, two blocks and two steals. So he he brings it on the defensive end, and he's if I'm a if I'm a franchise if I'm the Charlotte Hornets or I'm some other, you know, struggling mid for, you know, mid to to nothing NBA team, this guy's going to fill seats, right? I mean, he's going to draw a crowd. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would definitely dump for him. I, I got a comp that probably no one has talked about this and he's Ooh. not a well-known player. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with hot take. Uh, Rodney Rogers out of Wake Forest back in the mid nineties, was an ACC player of the year in 1993, four. Um, very similar in terms of like athleticism. He was a six, seven guy who probably played at like 250, 260, super athletic. His numbers are eerily comparable. Uh, play scored about 21 points a game, seven rebounds, two and a half assists, 1.8 blocks, one steal a game back in uh, the year when North Carolina won the title against my University of Michigan Fab Five. Ooh. What up, Doe? Ooh, that's um, big of you to bring that up, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I know. I just want to, for clarity's sake. But I think it's a real interesting comparable because he was a super athlete coming out of high school. Maybe not the hype as uh, we've seen, but just phenomenal athlete, dunking all over everyone, developed a game, uh, kind of a mid-range and outside game. Uh, went on to be drafted in the first round. Uh, played His best career was with the Clippers. Played about four years with the Clippers, had some good some good run there. Ultimately, didn't end up living up to kind of the, some of the hype. But uh, in terms of just style of play, little shout out. Go back, fire up that Sega Genesis, <laughs> put in that old Coach K basketball, and uh, play with our, my boy Rodney Rogers. Uh, all right, so it kind of shakes out like this. Uh, for those of you who don't know how the NBA lottery works, uh, I super wasn't sure. Basically, uh, all teams that miss the playoffs are in the lottery and then it kind of goes by record is how many ping pong balls you got floating around right now our bottom yep. four are the new york knicks who we just talked right. about the phoenix suns the cleveland cavaliers and the chicago bulls man i'll tell you brother those phoenix suns a player away man i don't know yeah. they're like they're a little powder keg uh, i think yeah. we're gonna yeah i think like two three years from now we're gonna be talking about those suns you like it okay i like it worth you're just throwing out all sorts of just telemaptics everywhere it's fucking Brandon. hot take brother i gotta keep up with you you know all past so i'm trying to provide the people with all future that's my goal Woo! Woo-hoo! look at that oh we gotta slap on a t-shirt or something uh, all right one last question let's tackle this um KU um, lost 
Uduko for the year. How does that impact their final four? Mm. Yes, and I know this is a kind of anything in college basketball. This will be a very KU centric pod, right? Yes. I mean, <laughs> um, I think it definitely hurts them uh, significantly. But I don't know if this is a do. Do you uh, would you say that this was a final four? Is it your, no, 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 with not at all. Yeah, no, because we looked at the uh, is actually pinging around on the thread, and people were just like, "Hey, this isn't even a Sweet Sixteen team." I mean, right now Kansas has plus sixteen hundred to win the championship. That puts them at the eighth best odds. Uh, they're tied right. for third in the Big 12, which is looking to break that 16-in-a-row streak, which is going to be tough. Uh, I mean, like, a two-game losing streak, like, lost to West Virginia. Like, and West Virginia, not a hot team this year. Their only right. win in the actual conference was against KU, which is bizarre. So it's just, you know, I mean, you know it as a Michigan fan also. Like, even, like, on your best days, like, your best regular seasons, like, you got to be able to string together, like, three, four wins in a row and just play, like, consistent ball and know what your strengths are. And it's just, like, this team is just – the rims are tight. Like, uh, the turnovers are, mm-hmm. like, maddening and insane. Like, it's just it, – it's not a team that can make a run. Them's the yeah, facts. It's one of those, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. And, like, with Udoko uh, as a buki, right? Is that how you say his last name? Mm. Um, Thanks for taking the swing. You, you've, you've got basically, like, one huge mammoth guy in the middle – He's going to clog the paint for all driving and everything like that. So you got to surround him with shooting on the perimeter, and they've been they've been a little spotty on the shoot. I mean, they're not the worst shooting team in the league, but they've been a little spotty. They've had hot and cold runs. So maybe if if Vic got hot, you could see them carrying into the Final Four. But that's really that's the only way that 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 benefits out. I mean, Diedrich Lawson and uh, some of the other guys, you know, that uh, Devin Dotson and Grimes are just uh, you know. They're, they're decent players, but they're not Final Four players, right? Yeah, yeah, I just don't see it. Like, maybe it's like, I guess you keep your finger crossed, but, I mean, you saw it from Michigan, like, three or four years ago or whatever when they made their run and they actually beat KU also. Like, you just, like, yeah. you, hope, yeah. you hope, yeah, all right, relax, relax. You hope they, <laughs> you just hope they peak at the right time. So, maybe it just, yeah. this seems more of, like, a team that plays spoiler as opposed to just, like, the giant you got to knock off. Like, what are we looking at here? You think most awesome, like, a five, six seed? Six seed might be low, but, like, a five? Oh yeah, I, I don't know about that. That's that's pretty low. I mean, what are they? They're sixteen and five. They've just lost their four in the last three. They heat up. Yeah, I mean, you could, I could see them uh, a very low three, high four seed. Right, we'll see. But yeah, I think you're probably in that four seed. I'd say four seed. Right, I mean, don't get that early eggs in the tournament. They hold on to something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome, brother. Well, that is. Uh, there you go. Uh, MVP emailer. There's college basketball and a lot more of that coming because we ain't got fucking other shit to talk about <laughs> after the Super Bowl. Oh, speaking of Super Bowls, uh, you want to hear us drunk real fast, bro? Absolutely. I was just drinking right then. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> All right, we're here. This is a little bit of a merger of it's a little bit last call sports call and it's a little MAB on the streets. Would you agree, brother? I would. Last call football call? Football call, yeah. I see that I see that brew in your hand. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, the, preaching the choir here. That's right. That's right. It's party time in uh, the most awesome household. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl party of five. Uh, real quick, let's get a quick dip watch. How dip many dips watch. do you have? 
How many dips you've had, Brandana? Ooh, good question. Uh, man, it's been a little. I'm gonna be honest, a little light on the food, but I didn't skimp on the beer if that matters. I went pizza tonight. A little pizza. Ooh, I like it. I like okay, it. Classic. I like it. Classic take. I've got I've got uh, two and a half dips. Uh, nice. The, the over under on the Instagram was four and a half. I, I don't saw know that. If we're, if we're gonna <laughs> get there that. though. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw the image. Loved it. Fell in love. Uh, can I guess the dips? Because no, this is yep. no prior knowledge. This isn't trying to guess like Adam Levine's shoe color at the halftime show. I don't know shit. Right. I'm like shooting in the dark. I'm going to say, well, man dip was there. That was, there's a little chili cheese rotel thing going on somewhere. Oh upstairs. man, I, I tried. I tried to get uh, DMTC to make some man dip. However, Ooh, she veto. did not. Veto. Basic, basic veto on that because basically nice. it would have just been uh, one man, four bystanders <laughs> watching along. <laughs> So uh, okay, she's, we didn't uh, want that to have that till next Super Bowl. Okay, little veto party. She, okay, so um, I want to go off this. Uh, we're, we went classic little guac. Maybe off that picture that you posted. Also, a little guac in your in your mouth. Is that one? Yes, okay. little 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 guac uh, salsa mashup. Doctor Mrs. The Commission got a little little mm. twofer on there. It's delicious. Mm. Mm. Keep that. Keep those cados chunky, my friend. Yeah, she's all about and, just uh, streamlining things. That's, that makes sense. I like it. Exactly, and then get, and got the sevlay. The Sevlay. Oh, uh, the Sevlay. Uh, can you? Are, did you make a point to look and count the layers and just remember what they are? Nope. Nope. <laughs> still, for, still for all I know, still just five layers of deep cheese. All right, so, That's all uh, I care. It tastes good, though. Let's call sports call a little uh, map on the street. Let's run through right now. It is halftime of the Super Bowl. It is halftime. The Patriots up three, nothing over the Rams when it's going to happen. It's, uh, you know, it's to me, it's a little bit more exciting than what the score shows, uh, probably because all those yeah. prop bets I'm nailing. Out the park. <laughs> it's going well, brother. Uh, right out of the gate, we'll just talk those real fast. Uh, I had no score in the last two minutes, which paid uh, those plus three fifty. So that's a three and a half Ooh, one odds that hit. Uh, killing it. Edelman over seven and a half receptions. He's at seven. So if he catches right. half a football, so like if he catches a softball in the second half or whatever, right. like can get his hands around. Uh, I am looking nice. Sony Michelle under seventeen and a half rushes. He's at six. So that's pacing nice yeah. unless you get a big uh, Burkhead. Ooh, I did have him under eight and a half for as long as reception. He did catch one for eight. Caught one for eight. Just really wanted to keep me Ooh. on the edge of my seat. <laughs> and last one, uh, one I don't know if we posted, but there was a 47 first downs was the under over combined for both teams. I took the under. It is at yes. 14, my friend. Right, right. Bro. If you put it on that email, it got posted, bro. I just want you to <laughs> All know. Right, you took, okay, I didn't know. I just right, want you, you to know. Me, you but, yes, yeah, so we, got, we got it. We got it. All right, brother. So uh, this all the prop bets. Uh, you know I like the Rams. Uh, it did dip down to two on the side I was using. Uh, so I got them plus. I did tease it up to three and then took the money line. That covers that. Yeah. Tell me, uh, what were your thoughts on the first half? Who do you like and who is this game favoring for better at this pace? Yeah, I, I really uh, I'm looking at it going, you know, this is uh, from the Rams. This is this has got to feel like the best case scenario because yes. th they thoroughly got outplayed in the first half. The The Patriots defense was lights out. I don't get it. Golf looking. Yeah. yeah Golf looking a little deer sketchy in the, yeah. in the moment here. Mm -hmm. Deer in the headlights. And and uh, the whole girly knee thing must be significantly worse than what anyone is talking about because for him only to get basically three, four touches in the first half yeah. is just uh, – is just there's 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 no reason why you would game plan to not include him in the game. Well, especially, yeah, because it's your last game, so it's not like, you know, he's resting the entire offseason. To, like, pull him out and right. really just kind of put C.J. Anderson in, I mean, it really hurts my, ugh, my MVP vote. But real talk, right. just with – 
him going in, I, I, I am glad that I backed off some of those props with him involved, but they, they do have to find a different way to win. And it's just like, it's not looking like they're really ready to fire off. And it's just like, you got to find a rhythm. And he's just right. Goff and that LA Rams offense not getting on the field often enough to really kind of fold into that. And I think it's a little bit, if you keep that defense fresh, but I think we have seen this. And to, I know I'm kind of rambling, but to fold it in, I think we have seen, I think we saw in the Chiefs game a little bit, not so much in that Chargers game, but earlier in the year that like that Patriots defense will come out blazing hot, but eventually like they, mm-hmm. they can be figured out. So it's, it's just like, right. that's the matchup I want to see. Like I want to see the Rams defense show up to, to play. I think we saw a lot of what we thought the, Patriots offense was going to be doing, but I think this matchup now is like, can Goff get comfortable? Can we start seeing this offense that, you know, many thought was like the number one rolling offense in the NFL really get cooking? Yeah, and I and and like I said, if I'm a Rams fan, like this is probably the best case scenario, right? Yeah, you're down three. Like our offense put like shit, and you're down three. You're totally in this game. If I'm the Patriots, you you got to feel everything on the other side that the Rams are feeling, with the exception of it's like, hey, we can't we got to score some points. Like we can't just be dominant from like our 20 to their 35 yard line. Like we've got to find a playmaker and we've got to find someone other than Edelman who's doing something. I'm, I'm surprised at how quiet James White has been. It'll be interesting to see in the second half, James White basically has got a couple pass attempts and maybe a rush on there. But uh, what the, what Alvin Kamara did uh, and the, that Saints-Rams game and having, you know, 9-11 catches and, you know, a couple runs out there, I would have thought that that would have played very well to to white strength. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see that in the second half. And when, I, when, when I'm watching this game, Brandana, it's, it's one of those games where it's like classic Super Bowl, and it happens a lot, but it's like it's the unsung guys, the guys that the, not the Todd Gurley's or the Tom Brady's, but it's like, who's that unsung guy that's going to make a huge play late down in the stretch. And I feel like in a three, nothing game, kind of this defensive mindset uh, or matchup that we're going to have one of the, somebody come out of there out of the woodwork and make a play like a, like for example, like a Cordell Patterson on new England. Yeah. Could you see him making like a, a game breaking play either on a kickoff return or on a, you know, on a, a, a just a little screen pla- pass in the, in the out in the backfield. I mean, it, one of those guys is going to make a play. That's going to be something that is uh, not ex- expected. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, I could see, I mean, I do have, uh, you know, minus 250 on not a defensive or a special team score. So hopefully I don't see it happening. But, yes, my mind right, can right. wrap around the concept of that going down. I understand, like, it's big score. Like, to be honest, though, I, I can picture this being a very just by-the-numbers game. I feel like both teams – not okay, that's not fair. I, I feel like – I do see it by the numbers. I feel like the Rams are trying not to make a mistake and that their defense is better than this New England offense. And, like, they're getting more confidence, and they've just been on the field too fucking much. So I can just see, like, if that Los Angeles Rams just play, like, the fucking Los Angeles Rams of, like, week two through ten and just, like, really mm-hmm. get cooking and, like, go to the receivers. I know that the options are a little different, especially with maybe C.J. Anderson have to handle the ball, but Goff can take control of this game and then, like, really just kind of take the lid off of it. Because that's what we're seeing. I mean, the Patriots – what what does this mean to you? Like, the Patriots, like, on – the Rams side of the field two times had a missed field goal and a interception. Does that mean like right. points left on the field? Obviously, is this something that's you know makes you feel better about the Patriots because that's two scoring opportunities and we honestly should be looking at probably a thirteen nothing game, or does that mean just like you know you had your shots you fucked up and like you can't win a Super Bowl you know leaving that many points on the field? 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I would feel like the Rams are they're 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 keeping the Rams in the game, and in a Super Bowl or any big big game, you you can't just leave the door open yeah. numerous times, and and you'll see guys teams that don't win the championship leave the door open again and again and again. Yep. And so if I'm the Patriots, I'm worried about it. But that's that's to my point is like we can't be dominant up until the 35-yard line or their 35-yard line. Like we got to push it. You know, that 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 throw by Brady was a terrible throw and that was the yep. first throw that he made out of the game that interception. Um, I was a little worried. If I was a Pats fan right then in that moment, I was like, uh-oh, well, this is bad news. I think, like, I, yeah, I think, I think we saw three bad throws, right? Like he had a swing out on – I think it was like a third and four or something. Like totally missed uh, – I mean, fourth down, I was just like – it was just good coverage on the Rams part. Like he's – Right. You know, it's, it's what we always talk about. I think we talked about it on a Super Bowl preview show. Is like, you know, you can get to Brady a little bit and like make him start happy feet. And he's just like he – that is not his comfort zone. He does not feel good. Ooh, speaking of happy feet, yeah. three and a half sacks – on the over, sitting at three right now at halftime. Mm. Looking good, Brandon. There's another prop bet for you, sir. Dialed in. That that was my thought. My thought was and I texted you earlier. You're just like, you sure? But yep. you, you, uh, I think I typed a bet to you wrong or something, but you weren't seeing it. I was seeing it. it was like total on both sides. It was just like, yeah, I think Goff, like, Brady's going to go down. He's been here before, and yep. this is a good, like, kind of, you know, defensive line on the Rams side. And also, Goff's not going to want to make a fuck up. Like, he's a little nervous. So I think if it's just like a 50 50 and it comes to like throwing it away and he's not confident, he'd rather do what he did, which is like the weirdest, like, kind of like power rock star slide to your knees and just kind of be tough right. as you run, run by well, for a sack. That, yeah, that whole Van Noy sack on him, that the second one that he had was just like, throw it away, yep. throw it away, yep. as he was sprinting out. And it's like, all right, well, th- oh, okay. Yep. So then you're just going to get rocked by the linebacker. Yep, that little, you know what I mean? that little shit matters. That matters. Um, yeah. All right, brother, real fast, though, what do you got for the final? I'm going to go, and we're going to see, I, I, this feels a lot like the Chiefs game where it was kind of, yeah. you know, slow, and then they couldn't, you know, the other team couldn't. I'm, I'm going to see, we're going to have some offense here, but not a ton. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 24 17 and i'm gonna go with the patriots Ooh, in uh, the upset covering or not yeah covering i'm gonna go 21 13 rams Ooh, okay come three three scores who's then who's your who's your second half mvp um uh, who do you think half, oh shit i gotta obviously bail and fucking girly uh, I mean, yeah. I, I just really see like I, I think it's golf, man. I, I think golf throws. He throws a couple TDs. Like we get a little, we get a little pass interference. I just, I think he's, they start getting a little confidence. He has time, and he just starts letting the ball fly. Yeah, I think it's one of those unsung. If it's twenty-one thirteen, I think it's one of those unsung guys. Like I think like a Josh Reynolds on the offense catches like too late, silly touchdown. You know what I mean? Like one deep one where he blows the lid off of it. Yeah. The other one where he scoots away. I think like a Josh Reynolds picks up that MVP. Um, 24-17. I'm going to go with Tom Brady if the Patriots win. Yeah, totally. Man. Yeah, they win. He's fucking doing that. And still not retiring. Yeah, exactly. The man's a fucking alien. Uh, all right, brother. This has been a last call sports call. It may be on the street. little hybrid. Uh, enjoy. Can You know what? And I'm going to push the chips all in. I'm going to say you're going to have two more dips. No, th- I got no three more dips to get me at that over four and a half dip mark <laughs> where I want my money. It sounds good. Quick run to the store, grab the first three zips <laughs> off the shelf, go at it. Hey, real quick, little uh, last call, sports call, air, a cappella air horn on our way course, out. buddy. All right, lady, let's uh, throw it back to us in the pass. That's right. <laughs>
Uh, all right, brother. That's uh, that's that Super Bowl, which in real time we don't know what the fuck happened, but we'll. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is kind of like uh, we're just playing with ourselves right here, just trying to say like, oh, that was an interesting take. Oh uh, yeah. Ooh, good. You remember that one time you were? Oh man, I want to drop some <laughs> predictions here right now. It'll be uh, it'll be crazy. Uh, all right, guys. Well, a uh, that's that. Hope you enjoyed. I'm sure we were hilarious and drunk, but we're now gonna jump into the fan favorite. If you guys have some you want us to connect for mad degrees of separation, email us at. It may be sports podcast at gmail.com. We'll jump into it right now. We got three, as always, on the slate. Uh, whoever goes, well, you can go three and oh, you can go two and one. Whoever wins assigns the other hour of sour to the loser, which is watching some bullshit, terrible television or listening to an hour of some terrible jams. Uh, today we got Tom Brady to Wayne Brady. We have Ooh. Vince Lombardi to Vince Vaughn. And we have Little John to Little Debbie. <laughs> what? Ha, what? Give me a cake now, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, all right, brother. Tom Brady to Wayne Brady. How many you got Ooh. it in? Okay. Um, so I love this, and mm-hmm. I have it in quattro, four. Mm. Uh-oh, that's not a good mm. I got That doesn't it. sound good. I got it in trace, brother. You motherfucker. All right, let's hear it. Let me walk you through mine. Let me walk you through mine, then, and see how you beat me. Okay. Uh, One, Tom Brady, Hall of Famer, goat, Mm. baddest motherfucker on the planet. All right, relax. You heard it. I said it. I said it. That man can wear some Uggs. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Was in, and all things lead through Mark Wahlberg. Sure. Was in Ted Ted 2, where Mark Wahlberg sneaks into his house with his uh, little playful bear and (laughs) takes a sneak peek at that golden schwanz that is Tom Brady. Uh, Tom, so so then Mark Wahlberg was in Deepwater Horizon with Kate Hudson. Mm -hmm. Kate Hudson was in, uh, I'd say underrated, I'm going to go with underrated, on 200 cigarettes with one Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle and Wayne Brady shared the screen on I'm Wayne Brady, bitch. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Yeah. You know what's funny is we have – this is insane. Like we have – I end it the same way. I end with Dave Chappelle to Wayne Brady during that sketch. I have that. That's my close. So I open. And my actually is Mark Wahlberg related too. So give us both Wahlberg bonus points, but they cancel out. Oh, uh, shit it happens every time. I got Tom Brady uh, was with Bob Saget in 2015's Piece of Shit Entourage. Yes. And then Bob this. Saget in Half Baked with one Dave Chappelle. Oh, look at you, bro. And then Dave Chappelle to Wayne Brady in Chappelle Show. I'm Wayne Brady, bitch. Yeah, I know you did it. <laughs> I got to do it too. All right. Uh, that is in three. I am up. Uh, our Wahlberg bonus points cancel out. One nothing. Let's go, Vince. Mm. Le- uh, Vince Lombardi to Vince Vaughn. Vince Lombardi to Vince Vaughn. Okay, I have this in five. I have this in four. God oh, damn man, it! I'm hot. We have to I'm edit hot. these for drama, right? I'm hot. Like, put, <laughs> hopefully, I get Little John and Little Debbie. Yeah, I know. I got to put this in different order. I don't know, man. Exactly. I just like I. I was dialed in today. I don't know what happened. You are. Just, you like, were focused. I thought, well, I think I got really excited about the hour of sour, like I wanted to put in your face. So I just got like, oh, oh you know, what's funny. Maybe if somebody goes three and oh, like it's an hour and a half of sour. It doesn't roll off the tongue as fast, but it's just like at least. <laughs> but it lingers just as long. Okay. 
Let me then. All right. Let me hear your. You said four. You said or I did. three. Yeah, I said uh, four. four. Let me hear your four. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Vince Lombardi got a championship trophy named after him. Uh, it's called the Lombardi Trophy. One. Are you gonna get cutesy? Or is this cutesy? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll let you call. A Lombardi right, trophy right. Uh, hoisted by one Joe Montana four times. Joe Montana yep. played with one. Get dusty in here, brother. Uh oh. Rudy Rudiger. Rudy. 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 Rudy Rudiger is. Rudy was offsides. Is actually an extra in the movie Rudy where Vince Vaughn played the quarterback mm-hmm. in his first movie, Boom. Right. Boom. Boom, bro. Boom. And I brought up your movie, too. Bonus point. Bonus point for bringing you up your you Dusty movie. You son of a bitch. Our early, our early pod days, you had to fight people off like they're trying to break into your home about Field of Dreams. Right. You're like, it's Rudy, I tell you. This is the movie I'm going to cry to. I love crying to it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's so funny. Um that you went that way. Damn it. Yeah. You know, this is where, this is what this game does to you. It, it does. makes you kick yourself. It does. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, I, sh- I should have gotten that. Right. You, you use my own strength. <laughs> I did. I me. did. I did. Yeah. You were like, you just like, Oh, I guess. Oh, when one. I was, I got so excited. I was just like, Rudy Rudiger was in Rudy. Bingo. Right. Bingo. Bingo. All right. So Vince Vaughn was in four Christmases with John Voight. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Voight shared the screen in heat. I yes. love Heat. That's an excellent movie with Al Pacino. That's good. Al Pacino was in uh, 88 Minutes with one Ben McKenzie. If you don't remember Ben McKenzie, he was the other guy outside of in the OC. Nor do I remember him? 88 Minutes, but all good fun Nor do, facts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Southland and in Gotham, a show on oh, yeah. TV. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know just TV about. stuff. Okay. All right. Blonde hair kid. So Ben McKenzie actually shared a little uh, high school football with one Drew Brees mm. in uh, Southlake High School in Dallas, Texas. Mm. Drew Brees is uh, on the New Orleans Saints. Correct. And here's where I didn't get cute, and this is where I should maybe just throw myself at the mercy of the hour and a half of sour. Sure. Um, the quarterback coach at the Saints is one Joe Lombardi, grandson of Vince Lombardi, Get that tight handshake, Brandana. Ooh, a little bit better that's than good. an actual trophy. That's Killing it, good, son. Man, that's really, that's really close. Uh, point's that's still going to go to me, real but I'll let you. Yes. Oh, I am okay. going to give you the bonus point for bringing up uh, Heat, a Heat. one of the favorite movies of the pod, so that's a bonus point. Unfortunately, it does cancel out with my bonus point of using your dusty movie, The Dust Gets exactly. In Your Eyes. So exactly. Yes. No, I, uh, I get it. I get it. Still set at 2-0. All right, Little John to Little Debbie. Little How Debbie. many did you have this in? What's funny is like... This is, I, now, this, is, this is for an hour and a half here, bro. This is for an hour and a half. I know, it's serious. It's serious. I don't know if you can find three. Well, I'm going to... I might replace this up because an hour and a half is almost a full feature. So if I get this, then I'm just <laughs> going to... I almost did get cute and I wanted to do like Little John. Like maybe we weren't clear when we were texting these back and forth and I was going to do like Little John and like the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie and then maybe like... There's actually like a, like a rapper and like designer named Little Debbie. Oh, is that I, what you used? I would, I, Yes, and Cute. I wrote because we were writing back Cute. Lil L yeah. I L, yeah. and I didn't realize that it's actually Little Debbie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And Little and Little John, and I was like, "Ooh, could I get? Should I go?" And here's the thing that where Little Debbie, the rapper, scared me. I was like, "She's in a group called White Girl Mob with a chick named Cre- Creation and V Nasty." Yeah. I was like, "Ah, we're I'm intimidated." Yeah. This up. is bringing me back to middle school all over again, bro. Uh, I got it in three. 
I have it in three as well, too. Oh, oh you might have with the RSR. Uh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I might okay. have to give me the bonus point because I actually did it the way we lined out, but we'll see. Uh, I'll start real fast. Um, Rich Little from uh, an actor, this, uh, this is Wonderful Life, uh, Still Life, was in a Little Debbie commercial in 1989. Uh, Rich Little was the announcer in 2013's Piece of Shit Grudge Match, which had one Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was in, uh, not sure what year this piece of shit came out, but Scary Movie 4 with, yeah, <laughs> Little John. Okay. Okay. This movie's trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I don't it. do a bad so little I, John. I got to do a good little John. You do. I like Bring it. me those like nutty butters. Okay. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I like the, uh, I, I went Brandiana on this one. Mm, I got mm-hmm. cute. This is, this is my Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Um, so little Debbie, um, delicious little confection. Yes. Jewels of, uh, of yumminess. Um, they were, they were sort of 1960, uh, in the McKee, McKee, uh, bakery group. They were looking for a new design. They contacted one pearl man in Atlanta and she actually colorized and came up with that cutesy little straw hat girl that is that little Debbie picture. Oh, shit. You're looking at me super confused wow. right here. Yeah. No, no. I know who you're talking about. That's, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Okay. So that was in 1960 in Atlanta where Pearl Man drew that. Uh, so this is where it gets cute. So in, in and around that, Pearl Man was probably bumped into one Duke <laughs> Pearson. He's a famous jazz musician born in 1932, died in 1980. Um, Duke was a famous yeah it was a uh, Atlanta's own kind of like uh, ambassador for music mm-hmm. yeah uh, little John was born in 1971 yeah so he had nine years I'm sure his parents put in slid in a, a Duke Pearson yep album perfect Duke 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 played the the trumpet uh, little John was in the band in high school I'm sure he played a God, couple of is, flute it's, instruments it's so right sad there. to watch you get this desperate it really, oh my like, it god hurts. I know <laughs> so he was in high school band in Atlanta uh, probably early on and uh, yeah you know that's how I fucking got there B <laughs> you had me at the beginning I was just like oh shit he's going like the graphic designer of little Debbie he's gonna tie that and then you're like probably bumped into and then probably played the trumpet and then probably <laughs> played a cd oh yeah wow that so, got like, um, there, there's n- you the you should have seen the beads of sweat coming <laughs> off my forehead as i was like last minute trying to like oh shit we had mad degrees like i'm really oh, like, i know i'm really uh, yeah is it weird like got, like all the show prep you kind of overlook mad degrees and you're just like this is legit like 40 minutes because you can oh, do yeah. it in 12 minutes and then you're just gonna fucking lose or like you could just like dig in like you <laughs> Which is ironic right, because I, you spend the time to not have to spend the hour and a half, which you're going to have to do watching Grudge Match. Enjoy, brother. Oh, Grudge Match. See, here's the thing is, is I was going to go Atlanta base and just pick something uh, from Tyler Perry yeah. for my hour sour. So I actually feel like I won in this round with Grudge Match. I'm going to watch this. Maybe this like is, I was looking. The, uh, there's Okay, there was a show like called Sex Box. I was going to make you watch. It was based on a British TV show. It's uh, kind of notorious for one of the top worst TV shows in American TV of all time. Uh, it didn't It didn't map out like The Office did when copying British shit. Like, But it's basically oh. these couples just kind of go like in a box and just kind of like 
have sex like in the box on stage where they're getting like marriage counseling. I don't. They, Sounds awesome. They, they, they tape. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like pornography. If you're just tired of all that uh, that that pesky nudity in your face, it's just, <laughs> just an attractive yeah. couple. Keep it right, keep okay. it hidden. Uh, all right, I'm gonna grudge match, and this is this is the, the this is the David Arquette vehicle that I'm thinking of, right? No, no, grudge no, match. no, no. This is this, this, is, this is the past their prime Stallone and Robert De Niro boxing movie. It's a like it had all those fake blurbs about. I'm gonna give you David Arquette. Like I give you some like little just like physical comedy what was that david arquette where he was like a wrestler wasn't that am i thinking of something is this my you know what i'm talking about with him and scott Conn? yeah is i remember you talking about match? i remember what it's called uh-oh drink I'm, everyone i'm, I'm tired uh all right guys uh that has been bad degrees of separation if you got some for us to connect uh emails please guys let us know it may be sports podcast at gmail.com if you have an hour of sour wreck get it in here i promise once you send that hour of sour wreck we will jump right on it to figure out Who's going to walk that plank? <laughs> we will be in next week, episode 54. Most awesome to break down grudge match. Not the fun one with David Arquette or whatever that's named. Uh, all right, brother. <laughs> Which may or may not be <laughs> Which could be named that. It could be named something else. All right, it's time for what you showed up for. It's high noon, motherfucker. Ooh. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. Bro, Neapolitan showdown. Mm. I can't really whistle. All right, brother. Uh, this week we are talking, talking a little bit of uh, drinking games. Gonna rank yeah. top three drinking games of all time. I both, I think we both can say, uh, too old to participate in any of these days. True. Like, uh, just. Wouldn't be able to get off the couch. I, as I was going back through some of these, and I was just like, what's the shit I used to play? The answer was everything. I played everything right, yes. all, all the yes. time. Anytime I would be down. I remember it was just like casually. It was just like, you know, it's 8 o'clock. We're not going out to the bar till 11, so let's just play a game where we, like, drink 14 beers before we just, like, head out and drink liquor. Right. Like, yeah, sign me up. How are you doing it? Rules don't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. You remember, like, you really knew if you were into it, too. I don't know if you were like me, but even for, like, the beer pong, like, the president's an asshole, whatever it was, like, I would always have the recreational beer. Because it was just like I wasn't losing fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to take. I've got my game beer. And <laughs> yeah, this, like, is, this is my regular beer. In between this is my plain beer. Plain beer, regular yeah. beer. Plain beer, regular beer. Uh, all right, last week we had the. What the fuck we do last week? Some of the food, right? Dips. We had dips. dips. Uh, yeah, so we tied, and so I won. Oh, yeah, I'm looking for a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, because we had the queso man dip. We both had the man yeah, dip at the time. Yeah, I, I introduced exactly. you to a breathing spin art. You're in love with it. Breathing. <laughs> hey guys, make sure make sure I can't express this. Oh, this is already gonna be over. Well, even if it's after the Super Bowl and you're eating some leftover dip, because it's Monday afternoon, tag us in your dips. MB Sports right. Podcast wants tagged on your dips. Hashtag leftover dip. <laughs> Let's know about uh sweet, brother. Well, I will take the ball, take the ball out. out. Shall I? Yes. Alright, I shall. Um, okay, my number three spot. All right, Edward Forty Hands. Were you around when Ooh. I played this? When I turned like twenty-seven, you're there's you were there. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, so this game, uh, if you haven't played, it's the idea is simple. It's part of what makes it gorgeous. Uh, you just it's, 
I like that you call it a game. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Like it's it's just man. It's man versus nature, I guess. So yeah, it's like right. <laughs> it's a little little bit of a game. man versus himself. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna be honest. Like I love drinking and I love competitive drinking. And I think I want to get yes. into it like a little bit with like number one. Like it's just like I it's I know like I'm way too old to say it. like it's just it it was super fun. Obviously, it's out the window now. But if somebody walked in and they were just like, if somebody. If four of my friends walked in right now and they had like two or like 10 40s, okay, well, it had to be like a Friday or like a weekend, not like a Sunday. Right, right, right. Work on Monday, but let's, yeah, let's just assume it's a weekend. Okay, so they walk in 10 40s, they're like, do you want to duct tape these to our hands and see if we can drink them before we piss ourselves? I would unfortunately say, here's the duct tape, sounds like a blast. Let's get, <laughs> let's get taped up, let's go. So it's, uh, yeah, right, you, you right. just, uh, you duct tape 240s to your hands, and the purpose is you got to finish them before you have to like break the seal. And I'd be sitting there, and I'd be like, "So I've got three kids. <laughs> three kids. I'm married. Right. But sign yeah. me the fuck up. Yeah. Because you're right. Like there is something like, and I think this is for weirdo competitors like like you and I, Brandana, is that's the fun. Like we like the like the competition of the drinking game. Yeah. And when I started looking at all of my games, they're 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 just just drunken competitiveness, and like exactly. how quickly can we slam beers? And, like, they're not, like, none of my games really are, like, when you mentioned presidents and assholes. Like, yeah. those games to me are fun. I like it. But you know what? Exactly. I feel like those, I feel like those games you end up spending, like, 90% of that arguing over the rules yeah. or this is how we or play it or yeah. that play it. And I'm just, like, I'm, I'm fucking over this. Like, let's just pound beers and have fun. Exactly. I don't want to do the same thing as you. Like, I totally agree. Like, if it's not about the – because it's not like uh, – like it's not like bench pressing or something or like arm wrestling. Like you can kind of size someone up, but you don't know if someone has like a hollow leg or what their aqua tolerance is. Like you know, right. it's always fun to get like shocked by just like kind of the little guy at like the theater party that could just like put down like twenty beers and like ten shots, and it's just like, how is this motherfucker still standing? Like this guy has discipline. This is this is right. <laughs> this. He's a black belt in drinking. Right. Right. Um, so my number three, I'm going with very simple. Just give me a deck of playing cards. Just doing high low. Oh, playing high low. Yeah. Just sitting That's there, great. and I love it. It's just so easy. There's That's no, I, you can't fuck these rules up, no. right? You yeah. just sit there and you drink, and the whole thing is is like you express, like that pregame before the bar. Easy pregame, no. just chug beers while if you get it wrong, you're, it's golden. I love it. I love it. It's just like the like it's the equivalent to just like oh, what kind of room do you like to drink in? It's just like anyone, just like a dark hotel room. Shut the lights off. It's fine. <laughs> you're just like I right, want. Right. Let's let's keep the rules simple. I'm ready to drink. Like just flip over this card. I'll flip over one and let's just pound them. Uh, perfect. Right. All right. I have my number two slot. I have the. Ooh, how do you score it? How are you gonna score that? Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta score it. I gotta score it. Don't let don't um, let the people hang in. Edward, 40 hands, two 40s on each hand. That's a cool 80 ounces. High, low. I'm going to go yours as a – yours actually has a competitor, so I'm going to go high on my 80, so your card is bigger, so that's a 90. 80 to 90, brother. 80 Ooh, to I like 90. it. What's your what's your forty Edward, 40 hands of choice? What do you like to drink? Yeah, so you have to uh, – I think like the Old English. Old English yeah. is good. I like the big – I like Mickey's? the Mickey's Big Mouth. The which one? Yeah. Give me the – the, the Mickey's. The yeah, big yeah I was gonna say Mickey's. With, I like yeah, the yeah. green. It's just kind of like I don't, I don't do it often enough to really have like a small EA like flavor profile built against like my malt liquor forties. But it's just like, do you want the <laughs> you want the green or the yellow? <laughs> I think I I think right. I went for the yellow last time. Yes, yes. I honestly, I'd probably okay. look in uh, like in this day and age. I'm, I was probably the opposite for whatever birthday that was of mine. But just see which one had the lower alcohol content because I was like, that's probably what I need for like longevity. Like this is yes. like a favor to future me because I've never like 
polished off 80 ounces of malt liquor and been like, man, I just stopped feeling the bus. Just stopped feeling it. <laughs> Where, where's that? Exactly. Uh, sweet, brother. Okay, so jumping into my number two, I'm doing the Century Club, which is mm. the uh, that's the expert level of the Hour of Power, which is basically... I like it. Uh, that is the Hour of Power is you take one shot of beer... I know it right. sounds. It sounds. If you haven't done it, like you're real, it's gonna be really hard to wrap your head around it. But so that's an ounce and a half or two ounce shot glasses, whatever you have, and you just take one every minute for an hour. It sounds like, in the very beginning, you're just like, uh, you're probably drinking a recreational beer. You're just like, oh my god, can a minute come again so I can just slam this? And I mean, something just yeah. kind of like time shifts a little bit. It's all that fucking foam, like around like minute 42, 43. You're just like, I'd love, I was like minute 37. Yeah. And you start feeling <laughs> yeah. the bubble. So yeah. 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 Like, Something Uh-oh. shifts. You're just like, how can it already be a minute? I just sh- set this fucking shot glass down. Like, and it's already yeah. back on me again. And the century yeah. club is like an hour of that. And I did complete it once in the century. Is an hour 40, right? That's a no, it's just an hour. Right? It's just an hour. It's just a hundred. It's oh, an hour oh. 40. Yeah. You're right. hundred minutes. Yeah. 100 minutes yeah yeah because yeah, because yeah. the hour power is just yeah. one shot yeah the century club is i don't think i've ever done it and i don't think like that's the only thing is, is with the with the hour of power is I, I remember playing that and that's just like that is you against time like that's just you yeah. just well what i do but it, but it is kind of like so it is man versus self but what's nice is also uh if like three or four are playing it's fun to see like you know, fun. Oh God, I sound so fucking juvenile right now. But it's like right, back right, in the right. day, it was just like who hangs on and then who kind of taps out. Who like right. around like minute like forty eight, they got forty eight minutes into it and it's just like they can't finish like the home stretch. Who's that bro that you're just like digging in like gutting across, <laughs> looking across that circle? It's like we could do this, I know. man. I'm drinking another phone. This is about fucking phone coming out of your nose. That's weird. All like right. it's almost I like, it. like I like it. It's uh, like this is almost like the like. The college version, like equivalent of talking about like super soakers or something, like it's just something we're never gonna do again in life. Like there is never, Uh-oh. ever gonna be a time where I sit down and like try to do the hour of power. It's not it would be not, sad. And not when we do a remote pod, wherever that may be, yeah, right, out in it. the field with our fans. You know, book and fly, book and fly right now. Parking lot, <laughs> book and fly right power. now. We'll start a GoFundMe. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, my number two. Number two. I'm going. I love this. Very simple. The only X factor is you got to have the right table for it, but I'm going with quarters. Mm-hmm. Fun, I like simple, it. easy classic. game. Classic um, and skill and involved. I, what's that? And skill involved. It's classic and, and skill. Yeah. Yeah, and I love I love bouncing it in. I don't like doing the shot glasses. I like bouncing it into the big pitcher full of beer. Yeah. Have you ever played that version of it? That's my favorite version. I think there's a little bit more skill involved. Um, it's still, got, it's a bigger know, target. It's like, what's that? It's a bigger target. It's a bigger target, yes, but you got to get a harder bounce off of there, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. get a higher bounce. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Got to get, got to get that higher bounce. Bigger target, yes. Uh, usually, you fill it up with like three, four beers. Um, trying to bounce quarters in there. I forget like what the number is to get there, but uh, then you and your team have to split and pass it. Uh, you remember those drinking games, those chugging games? Like if you took your lips off of it, then that was when you lost your turn. Do you remember that? And some of those like group chug games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to bring uh, up those, like, too. Like, those um, – I, I had this on my list because I didn't want to, like, shit on your number one in case you go. But it's, like I, – I wasn't, like – like, I'll play, I know we did with the uh, – we had guest uh, Super Dave on here. And he would yep. host the Super Party when we were in L.A. And he would always, like, love to do, like, the flip cup. Like, it was, like, halftime flip cup. Let's do 
that's fine. Like yep. like the up the river, down the river, whatever. Like beer. I just I don't like team games. Like I don't want to depend on someone else for my drinking games. Like it's just like I want it on my shoulders. Oh. I, I want to look in the mirror and just be like, you got this. So flip cup is is fun. I actually that's the game that I most recently played when we. Uh, Dr. Mrs. The Commission and I were in Costa Rica <laughs> on that uh, that work trip. Mm-hmm. Your boy did some work. Look, I, I, like I don't want to say, like, we talked about things that you're rusty as fuck at. Yeah. Uh, riding a bike might be for me, but Flip Cop, not still that got it. rusty, bro. Still got still it, bro. Still got it, bro. Still, still, and still just, that's where the competitive juices start flowing. I will give you a little, so, we'll give you a bonus 10 point. I'm going to call it at, all right, we're going to say there is uh, 60 ounces of beer in that pitcher that you're flipping into. I'm going to give myself 100 because you know your boy Brandana finishes something. He starts Citrus Club. <laughs> uh, we'll give you a bonus point. Was Flip Club, uh, Flip Cup your idea? Was in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica? Yeah. Uh, no, they were playing that. We, we yeah. sauntered up and uh, some other couple from another company that was out there pulled us in. And, you know, I was like, I got to I gotta dust them off. I got to show them what I'm, what I'm doing here. I, the second round that we did it, because, you know, you can like, there's some games where you can eliminate the other player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On the yeah, other yeah. side. Uh, badge of Honor, that second game, when we lost that first round, unfortunately we lost. Yeah. Not my fault. Mm. But uh, first one eliminated. They knew they knew what they were getting into mm. when they saw most awesome across the table. That's there. good. They didn't want none of this. I they did it. not want none of this. I want to give you bonus points, and you're like, I was a loser. We lost, so I got to eliminate that. I it's know. One eighty to one fifty. Uh, it's a dead heat. Thirty ounces between us. Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> thirty Chuck, points Chuck, right now. Chuck. If you just like produce a tall boy from underneath and Matt <laughs> goes west right there. Good for it. Um, all right, brother. Number one, bar golf. Have you heard of this before? Like the like the golden tea? You're not talking about golden tea, are you? No, 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 no. Okay, so I got to describe oh. this. I knew he was going to describe it, and I wrote it down. So I, I did this for my, I believe it was, uh, who gives a shit? It was like my 23rd birthday, 24th birthday. Uh, sure. Tango Foxtrot was there, the guest that we had on Ooh. Talk About the Fire. Yeah, so yeah. it was basically a... So here's what I heard a rumor of this and I became obsessed. I had to play. So for my birthday, I planned it myself and basically it is 18 different bars and you just get a cab or a driver and they take you to it and each bar has a par and the par is whatever their drink special is that day. So if you drink mm-hmm. one, you get a par. If you drink two, it's a birdie. If you drink three, it's an eagle. And then if you go in the bar and don't drink, it's a bogey. And if you no go in and you don't drink, obviously like it's a double bogey. And then you just go Ooh. through 18 bars and you have a scorecard and then you just see what, and you have like a partner and you guys are just going through like the holes together. Like, Oh, uh, and is it one, was it two drinks, but like one drink between the two of you or one drink, one drink per person. Each person had their own scorecard. I mean, it was, it oh. was, it was like insane. I think I shot a two under, but it was just like, by the end I was getting like double bogeys, like hole 17, which is you've been in Lawrence. Do you remember the name of the bars? I remember a few of them, yeah. yeah. So we went to the Red Lion was hole 17, which has the it had oh. the popcorn in there, and then Harbor Lights. I don't know if you went there also. That was hole 18, but like the uh, the Eldridge was like hole 10. But I, I worked at the Eldridge or like uh like the 10, and I went in there, and it was just like like we had been. So it was hole 10. So it, like, and I think I had like all birdies up to that point. So I had like 18 drinks and like going in there, and then like 
But boy, TK pulled me around. He was just like, you work here. You should uh, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, copy that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bogey, though. Just a single bogey. Walked in, no drink. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. That sounds oh, bar uh, it was fun a, it was and a... like alcohol poisoning all oh, the man, same time. Oh, man. It was time. insane. It was insane. Insane. So mine is not as insane. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a lower key bar game. And it's, you know, it's a fun bar. I'm not talking about beer pong, so just get get that dirty fucking ping pong ball yeah, away from exactly. me. That's a gross ass not game. Not sanitary. Beer pong is <laughs> fucking is. gross. It is. I'm gonna go with a more mature, sophisticated. I'm gonna go with drunk Jenga. All you right. know the big blocks that you get up there, mm-hmm. just sit there, and that's a fun little. You could just be you versus an opponent, or just you versus the 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 wood, just feeling yeah. it, just the earth in between your fingers, yeah, moving it up. That's my drunk Jenga. Oh, nice. Um, I'm going to give myself 18 holes. I'm going to do 198. Yours is a little new school and shaky itself. I will give you a <laughs> 17. That is 167. That brings me to, is that a three-peat, brother? It's been wild. It is a three-peat. Man, that I need a little badge. Living up to your New Year's mabolution. Uh, so are there, any, uh, are there any constellation brackets or any no plays you have besides uh, beer pong? Because I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's beer pong is gross as fuck. Fight me on that one if yeah. you guys want to, no members. Um, never have I ever is always a fun-ish game. Just be wary of who you're playing it with. If you've got a sure. significant other, oh, yeah. you know that might that might be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Presidents and assholes, like I said, no no go on that one. Yeah, I still right. think like all those popular card games. Like I'm really trying to think if I even like know the rules of them. Like, I don't like president athlete. Like, someone's a president, someone's a. Like, a lot of those games, yeah. too, like, I just kind of run out of interest. It's just like, oh, this is this, this is just like, oh, nope, just gonna. I'm gonna go drink in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Any game that everyone's like, no, no, this is real, real fun, real fun, real fun. And then you spend the next eight to 10 minutes explaining yeah, to everyone. Exactly. You and everyone's talking and no one quite knows what's going on. It ain't a fun game. No. Um, Could you shotgun a beer I, pretty quick? What's that? Could you shotgun a beer pretty fast in your day? In my day, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I could chug pretty good, so I'm sure I could I could unload it. But you did you did easily. the stab in the side and like crack yep, crack yep. the top. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. It always amazes me when I see online like the the art form that is now these kids shotgunning beers. Like looking on like uh, Instagram, these kids are now pros at shotgunning beers. Yeah. I gotta say, it's yeah. impressive out there. Nice. They've raised the level. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate you doing the homework, digging in, and seeing what the kids are up to today, shotgunning beers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome, bro. Well, that's my um, 3P. Let's jump in right now and close this motherfucker down, brother. Uh, my MVP of the week, I'm giving it to my boy, the shark himself, Mark Cuban. Um, getting poor Zingas down there in Dallas with Dirk fading out. Now we got uh, Luka Doncic, which I know our boys over there at the Joie de Vivec podcast uh <laughs> still hate that they missed smooth, out on that bro. smooth but uh i don't know dallas is gonna be a little something right this little that's a nice little tandem little young tandem little young tandem yeah exactly and they've got uh you know they've got uh, some pieces to build around so yeah so that's a that's a good little trick you're going with uh, mark there yes. that's good i am gonna go with uh a young mr brandon not you brandon damn it brandon cooks Many of you probably heard about this recently. Brandon Cooks, uh, pre the Super Bowl, reached out to uh, Alfonso Garcia, who's a, a team custodian for the Rams, and uh, met with him and gave him and his son tickets to the Super Bowl that just played yesterday. Covered his flight down, his hotel stay, because he thought that uh, 
Alfonso was an essential part of the team, kind of an unsung hero, and he deserved to be there and their their opportunity in China as well too. So I thought it was real, real genuine, nice move. And uh, the video that's out there, uh, Alfonso is, is moved to tears. It's uh, it's pretty touching. Brandon Cook's a uh, good guy all around from everything that we've heard and uh, really sweet story. So it's a nice one. Brandon, you are my MVP of the week. That's it, Jeff. That's it, brother. You just did it. Locked in. I bet. I bet in. the Rams. That's it. Yeah, that's that's all I needed. That's all I needed was that right there, brother. Guys, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast episode 49. Thanks for listening. Please, like we said, let people know. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Tag us in those leftover dips. Let us know if there's any mad degrees of separation. Uh, we have a date night coming up. We have a lot of guests on the slate, but we still love to hear from you because that is why we are here. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Podians out there, if you ever wanted to play a drinking game with me, you can always play Presidents and Map Holes. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.